0: Welcome to Chris in Christ, a show about being redeemed and saying so. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm so excited you tuned in to today's testimony and transparency. Let's stay connected. Follow me on all social media platforms and anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just put in Chris in Christ. Let's go. all right everybody thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode i'm so excited for you to meet our listener this week and we're just going to jump right in she's going to introduce herself tell us a little bit more about herself and one either fun fact embarrassing moment or like a guilty pleasure that you have okay
1: well, my name is Tawanda terry walters um my fun fact is, I get a little silly when I'm tired. My embarrassing moment is, back in the early 90s, when there was this thing called the rat tail that was out, my mother had cut my sister's hair, and she used some of that hair to braid into the back of mine, <laughs> and uh, one day I was walking down the hall of the school, and... This guy was saying, hey, you, did you drop this? And uh, I turned around, and he had my red tail in his hand. Oh, no. Uh, and he's cute, and he was <laughs> one of the football players, and I was so embarrassed. So by me being embarrassed, I said, no, it's not. And he said, yes, it is. It fell off the back of your head. <laughs> And I thought I would literally
0: crawl up underneath a set of lockers, literally. So that right there is my embarrassing moment. No, I hate that happened. <laughs> oh, I could feel, I could feel the the embarrassment right now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but you survived. You survived. <laughs> Yes. Well thanks so much. Yep. We have um Tawanda Waters who is an amazing friend, um, of me and my family. We both attend Greater Love Worship Center together. She is the elder of the church and just a huge inspiration not only to me, but to almost anyone that she comes in comes into contact with. Um, uh, we sing on the praise team together and she's just an amazing powerhouse um and I'm just so glad to be able to one have her share her testimony but two just kind of have her in my life and especially in my mom's life we definitely love her as a sister um so I'm so excited that we have her today to share her testimony it is a powerful one so I'd like to just go ahead and jump into your testimony um can you just kind of tell us, you know, before, during, and after? Just kind of walk us through what happened.
1: Okay, no problem. So this all started um, 2006, excuse me, correction, 2015. Um, Back in September, me and my husband, we were both totally blind, of course, and we decided we were going to go to the beach. And uh, so we went to the beach, and I backed up to sit down on the bed, and the and I missed the bed and fell and landed on my back onto the um floor, mm. and you know we came home and everything was all right, and as October began to come in, I noticed. A little heartburn. And you know, when we think of heartburn, we're eating greasy or spicy type foods or whatever. And so I went to the store store to get, you know, the normal over the countertop things to help with heartburn. Mm-hmm. And then as the time went on, the heartburn began to progress. First, it was coming off and on maybe once or twice during the day then it was three or four times during the day and then it slowly began to creep up my back so Mm. it felt like the acid was eating the back part of my shoulder area like right in between the shoulder blades Mm. Mm. Um, but closer to the left side where your heart is and it just kept getting worse it would go away and come back go away and come back And then I noticed the shortness of breath. I couldn't even walk maybe about five feet, more or less 10, without the shortness of breath. And then it was things like having the dizziness, the lightheadedness, the nausea. And you know, at one time, me and my husband thought we were expecting I took numerous of pregnancy tests and they all came back negative. Blood work negative. Mm. Uh, urine test negative. Uh, then as time went on now we're talking about November and we're at my mother's house and I had this pain go through my chest. Once again the same sensation of heartburn and she gave me some tongues, so that kind of did help. Mm-hmm. But then as time went on, I began to feel pressure on my chest because, um, like, a great deal of pressure. And then the vomiting came, and this went on. By December, I ended up at the emergency room December 16th, three days after my birthday. Hmm. We were in the emergency room just about all night, and then ran a test. I went to my doctor, and my doctor did a a portable EKG reading, and it came back normal. Wake Med did EKG reading, and took all this blood work, and everything came back normal. At that time, I went back home. And the stuff kept progressing. By Christmas time, it was more heartburn, the burning sensation, the nausea, the right-headedness. I literally started praying because I, I mean, I always prayed, but I literally began to pray because I wasn't sure if it was something I was eating that was triggering, the. The way I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I asked God to just help me sleep because it got to a point I couldn't sleep at night. Um, so I decided to take it another step. I decided to go to the GI doctor. And thank God, insurance is not one of those insurances where you have to get a referral. Mm-hmm. I can go to any specialist I wanted on my own. And that's what I did was in that network and I went to Triangle GI and the doctor, as I'm explaining these things to him, he gets on a computer and pulls up my results from WakeMed and he looks at me and says you might have something stuck in your esophagus so by this time you know I'm looking at him right like cross eyed because <laughs> I'm like there's nothing in my esophagus If it was, I would not be able to swallow, more or less, have any nourishment get get down into me. Um, But needless to say, very active lifestyle. Um, Always doing things, praise, team, Bible study, prayer night. Um, And then the stuff that me and my husband would go out to eat, go to the movies. Very active before all of this started. So fast-forwarding a little bit, it got to the point that I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. So, Wake Man gave my gave me a prescription that my husband took to get filled. Huh. Fancy word for acid reflux medicine that cost two hundred dollars.
0: No, ma'am.
1: <laughs> exactly. When the pharmacy gave him something over the countertop. And I had to take it three times a day. 6 a.m., 2 p.m., blah, blah,
0: blah,
1: you know. Mm. Um. Time went on. Triangle GI doctor, I had ended up calling them back, asking them if they had a cancellation because this is getting so unbearable. I wanted to go ahead and see if I could get that ruled out. So thank God they had a cancellation. And... We ended up going to the doctor, to the Triangle GI, and that morning I was in their doctor's office, and I bought it, it was like I had to bring a plastic bag with me everywhere I went because I didn't know when I was going to throw up fit.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And sure enough, as I'm sitting here, I began to throw up, um, and I, I felt like I was in that bag, my head inside that bag for at least forty-five minutes or more. Mm. And I couldn't do the procedure until I stopped puking. So I began to pray to Mr. Puking, Lord, please stop, couldn't make this stop because I need them to do this procedure to move this out that there's nothing in my esophagus and that I don't have acid reflux. So fast forward a little bit, I finally stopped and they did the procedure, and you know it takes a while for the test results to come back. Yeah. Um January 8th. 2016. I go downstairs, actually January the 9th, 2016, because it was six o'clock that morning. I go downstairs to take this medicine and I'm sitting in the chair. My husband is still in bed, and all of a sudden, this real horrific pain ripped through my chest and I screamed. Ooh. At Phil came running downstairs and I was in the bathroom puking and praying and saying, Lord, you never leave me nor forsake me. Um, Please, I I just, I need help. So we ended up going back to the hospital. Um, When they came in, I was rolling all over the floor Mm -hmm. and uh, they did another portable EKG and it came back normal they put me in the ambulance, Uh, they hooked me up with some pain medicine, put an IV in my arm, of course. I got to make mad I had another IV in the right arm, so I had two IVs, one on the left, one on the right, and they began to run all these tests again. And (laughs) my lowest point was at the time of when they I didn't think that these doctors would be able to find the problem
0: yeah
1: that was my lowest point because i was like well i'm gonna die at one point that's how i felt i'm like i know i'm not crazy i even told my regular doctor yeah i might think i'm crazy but there is something wrong Uh, all these test results are coming back negative but there is something wrong um yeah i would say well i always say don't nobody know your body like you do right and i stay well in tune with my body so i know when something's not right and it was something not right and um one of the scriptures during this time that i was using to keep me from giving up hope from keep me from falling into despair from keep the doubt from creeping in was psalms 118 verse 17 that said I shall not die, but live and confess the works of the Lord. Mm. And I said that thing multiple times. Even when one episode was coming on to me, I said it out loud. I said it a lot. And as we are riding, or already at the bed, and they are picking and probing and sticking this IV in me, I'm saying it in because, and, and the lady, Asking me about nitroglycerin, and I had no idea what that was. <laughs> <laughs> and they're running all these tests, and finally, they did another EKG and compared it to the one back on December sixteenth, two thousand fifteen, and they found the problem. And I was elated that they found the problem.
0: About time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The problem was, I had two, I, my heart was operating at 40%. Um, they did a heart ultrasound, and they saw that I had two major arteries clogged. Oh, my. Or wait. They did a heart ultrasound, and then they said, we need to do a, a cardioization. and I might be pronouncing that word wrong. And it's where they take this little thin wire, and they start in your groin, and they wiggle that wire all the way up to your heart to take pictures.
0: Uh.
1: Um, And they don't put you to sleep for that. They uh. numb you for that. They numb you up for that. And I can remember laying on that table, and I don't care how much numbing medicine they gave me, I felt every wiggle and everything that they were doing with that, that little wire.
0: Mm. So I'm laying
1: on this table, and I'm like, Lord, put me to sleep. Let me go to sleep because this this is unbearable. And um, when I woke up, my husband tells me, You getting ready to go into surgery? You have two major arteries clawed that name ninety-five percent.
0: Oh my god.
1: And that right there I just begin to pray. Um Pastor was there, and of course, um, Papa Harris, who drove all the way from Rocky Mount to be there. Mm. And that touched my heart that someone who barely even knows me drove that far to come be by my husband's side and and support of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put me into the surgery. I had the surgery and I woke up three days later. It woke me up three days later. Apparently they kept me asleep during those days. Uh, when I woke up, I had um, three tubes in my ribs going into this machine because I had pneumonia. Uh, I had, you know, the basic pretty little silver tape <laughs> going down the middle of my chest. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you want to know what made me so elated to be able to awake and know that I was still alive here on this
0: earth. Yes, Lord.
1: Even though I was at death's door, God did not allow me to go all the way to the other side because I know he was not done with me yet.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Whew, God have mercy. And uh, I remember as they took the tube out and they asked me, was there something that I wanted? And the first thing I said, I wanted some pancakes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) From where? (laughs)
1: but anywhere but i want some pancakes <laughs> uh, of course that was not going to happen right away mm. um i was on a low sodium, a low sodium diet we was i was in the hospital for three weeks i had a port in my neck that had three IV ports on it where they can draw blood or whatever they might need to do and then everybody knows that you don't get any sleep in the hospital, so they was in there on the hour, every hour poking you with needles. Mm. And it got to the point my skin just started burning every time my needle touched it. Um, I looked like a heron in attic. I had black and blue marks all over my arms. It got to the point they started drawing blood from my in between my fingers, oh. the veins of my hand. Um, And then my husband talked to the doctor and they started taking it from the IV port, which was a lot more painless. And uh, I remember having to get up and they had to walk me around the hospital. Uh, They was amazed at how quick I began to recuperate from the surgery. And as I was laying there, I know, you know, I never stopped praising God, even in the midst of all of this. I'm still singing and making praise team rehearsals, still going to Bible study, still singing, you know, on praise team on Sundays. Still going to prayer night, still attending New Year's Eve service. Mm. Before, even while I was in the midst of this heart, you know, at this, going through this heart attack, you know, they told my husband, had. Hey, had they not gotten him, gotten me to come back here when I did, I would have died that night on the 9th. Because I was having what they call the Widowmaker. And nobody told me, has a diabetic because I'm type 2 diabetic, that I was at risk for heart disease. Oh, my.
0: Um,
1: I had pretty much had to find out the hard way or pretty much learned the hard way, um, I'm gonna say back to this low sodium diet. They just a little sidebar. They fed my husband so much baked chicken, <laughs> <laughs> but he was right there with me, and he went through this with me together. I began to, you know, continue to read the scriptures since I had my bowel there, mm-hmm. and I remember telling Satan, "What, what, what? Now I'm still standing." Yes. And uh, and he uh, and I uh, began to make my journey after the three weeks of being in the hospital. I was sitting home, and I had a home health nurse come, and they would ask me, you know, are you depressed? Or I'm like, depressed. I don't have anything to be depressed about. I'm
0: still here. Amen.
1: And. and they was like, well, we just want to make sure that you wouldn't spin into depression. I said, no, I'm not depressed. I'm grateful, yes. I'm happy, I'm alive, I'm still here. I have nothing to be depressed about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know I had to, you know, make myself do the necessary things that the ta- doctor told me to do for us you can't lift anything your ribs and all of the parts that they pulled apart come back together. I wouldn't my worst enemy and uh and because I'm so easy to get keloids uh, of course I have this large keloid going down the middle of my chest and every once in a while it the scar tissue starts pulling Mm. and I can feel the pulling still sometimes, and it tightens up and it it feels like, it makes you feel like you think you have one, but you're not. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, They did explain to me why everything kept coming back normal with me. And it was something I've never heard of until now. I'm what they call atypical. An atypical person, you literally have to run, run every test A through Z before you will find out what that what is going on with that person, and it might not show up right away. Hmm. And I, and what people don't know about uh, EKGs is if they take an EKG for the very first time, they have nothing to compare it to. Um. So if you come back and get another one done and they compare it to the first one, that's when they'll realize that something's wrong. Or they might even find that something is wrong in the first one. But I just know that God put a, a, a doctor there in the midst to save my life that night.
0: Yeah. He
1: put those there to redo these tests to find the problem. Um, now my preventive medicines, I don't have any issues with cholesterol. My cholesterol was was as low as it was before I had this heart attack. I didn't have any issues with high blood pressure. Hmm. Um, my sugar levels were stable. Um, all of the things that they would test me for, for my A1C, everything was normal. Um, the only thing that kind of gave it rate, what gave it away was my pulse rate. And that was when our home health doctor had came to the house and she did sort of like a little physical checkup. And they check your temperature and, you know, do the whole nine just like a doctor would do. Mm-hmm. Check my pulse rate. And she said, I'm a little concerned about your pulse rate. You are sitting here in this chair and your pulse rate is 120. Hmm. Um and that huh, I guess was a, was a hint that something uh, that was something wrong but other than that everything else came back normal I had to go to cardiac rehab I had to change my eating habits not saying that I didn't eat vegetables before but now I eat more vegetables more fruits more nuts mm-hmm. I exercise more now um 30 minutes a day is what they require for physical activity, uh, cardio activity, any type of cardio activity, walking. And I do that. I try to make sure I stay on this regimen of eating right and exercising. Mm -hmm. um, Because I really don't want to ever experience that surgery ever again. And I know that what i have to do to make sure that i stay healthy heart disease is a silent killer um so i don't have just one thing coming against me i have two things coming against me Mm -hmm. i don't it doesn't have me i have it and i have the power to control it based on what i put in my mouth um and not all the time do I, you know, eat the right things. Sometimes I have a little dench moment where I eat a piece of sweet cake <laughs> or uh, my guilty pleasure is
0: chocolate. <laughs> yes, it I
1: love chocolate. <laughs> but I also am learning more and more so I don't just eat any chocolate. Um, I eat the dark specialty top chocolate because of the antioxidants in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more healthier for you. And some people might not like it because it's better. It's yeah. a little better. Yeah. Um, and I have to watch the caffeine intake. You know, I can't do anything with a bunch of caffeine in it. Um, I can't even take the normal allergy medicines like everybody else. I have to I guess you say suffer through the allergy season because I can't take Zyrtec or any of that stuff. Mm. Uh, I can't take, you know, any type of medicine that has that the caffeine or the pseudometaphane sort of or the excedrin. I can't take it, the model, any of that, pamper, none of that. Mm. Um, so if anything, I always have to call the pharmacy to make sure one that doesn't cause my heart any problems and until it doesn't have anything to interfere with the medicines that I'm on. And, okay. and, um, uh, if I had to say anything about my ministry, I feel like I'm here to minister to women of all ages, young, old, in between, <laughs> um, and to tell women, love if you feel these symptoms, the shoulder pain, the stiffness in between the neck and the shoulder, that was another pain, another pain I was having. Because a, heart, a symptoms of a heart attack is not the same for the symptoms of a heart attack for a man. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny that before all this took place, I never saw a commercial about any symptoms of a heart attack for a woman mm. or any of that nature. And now, time to time, you'll see these commercials that talk about a woman having a heart attack, or well, I begin to see more stories in the news about it um, during that time. And you know, statistics for 2017 showed that two Hundred and ninety nine thousand five hundred seventy eight women die from heart disease wow Um, one because they probably don't have the insurance to go get checked or they don't think anything's wrong it's a silent killer
0: Mm.
1: Um, so to the women out here if you begin to experience any of those symptoms that I talk about
0: Please don't brush them off. Please get checked. It could save your very life. Yeah. And it seems like I heard you kind of saying too, because as you were sharing your testimony, I'm thinking, okay, what would be the tips to share? You know, just like general well wellness tips to share. Um, and like you said, how you're on preventative things. It sounds like to me, okay, just in case the person is atypical, which you found out that you were, sounds like to me, you know, it, the frequency and the consistency of you getting checked up is what pretty much save your life. Like the comparison of those two tests, what if you never went to the doctor, you know, in the past five years and then, or what if you gave up after you saw that all the tests were positive, you know, or, you know, average and normal and you never went back then you wouldn't be here telling that story. So it sounds like to me as well that don't stop trying. Don't stop getting checked up and pay attention to every single detail. Um, And if that means like learning a little bit more about what each test does, like don't be afraid to ask the doctor or the nurse, so what is this? I don't care if it's simple. Like I still don't know... (laughs) uh, it's just embarrassing, but I still don't know like what the numbers mean when they take your heart when you're when they take your blood pressure they like such and such over such and such I'm like okay, but see that's like in my that's in my ignorance though, which goes to show like acts when you don't know, keep up with it um because like like your stories prove like you never know what might come up, what might strike. And it may not look like what everyone else's looks like. So it's like, keep a track of your health. You owe it to yourself. Keep a track of, you know, staying active. And no matter if you have any condition, like it's so important what we put in our bodies now, especially to boost our immune systems these days. Um, So would you add anything else to like, you know, being your activity level and continuing to get checked up and, like, a pretty healthy diet. Like, what else would you add?
1: Uh, having a relationship with God because having a spiritual relationship with God and the gift of the servant that God gives everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm staying well in tune with your body, living a balanced life um, all the way around. And I know it's difficult to do that sometimes when... Some of us have long work hours. Like for me, I get up used to get up at 4.30 in the morning to Ooh. get dressed to work and leave my house at 5.45 and go all the way to Durham, work an eight-hour shift, come home, and I won't get home until about 4.30. So by that time, I'm drained, I'm tired, and I'm not thinking about
0: exercising. Right.
1: <laughs> but you got to press on because, you know, and even there, for lunch, you know, they got vending machines. There's nothing healthy in a vending
0: machine. <laughs> Not even the baked um, chips. Not even the baked right. Cheetos.
1: <laughs> right. Um, the sodium and the salt and, and stuff. So when um, you sit down all day doing the job that you do, that I was doing, I stand up or I sit down and move around trying to get active and stay active. But yes. Um, if I had anything to add, like you say, um, and I'm trying to think of how the word is without being disrespectful. Don't let your ignorance rule you. Mm. You need to ask questions concerning everything. If you're not sure of what it is, mm-hmm. ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question.
0: Um, and I
1: know a lot, of, I'm not gonna say it for myself, In school, I used to be that one that would not ask a question in front of 25 kids in the classroom because we all know how kids used to be back then.
0: And worse now. Right,
1: right. And worse now. Now, why she got to put her hand up and ask a question? She don't know. And it would make you feel like you're stupid. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, you're not stupid. There is nothing wrong with asking a question. I will be a little bit more concerned if you didn't ask a question. Um, Ask questions. Always read side effects to your medicines. Eat right. Exercise. um, Do what it takes. If you have these challenges within your family, you have to take the necessary precautions to make sure this situation does not happen to you, especially if you know Mama was a diabetic, maybe, or, or grandma, granddaddy, aunt. Uncle, just about the majority of my aunts were diabetics. Hmm. My grandma and my granddaddy were diabetics. Hmm. Um, they were insulin. They were sticking their cells with those needles. I haven't got to that point. And I always say every time the doctor said it's going to do that, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... But pay attention to your body and what it's telling you, um, because if you don't, it is—it could be your very life. Yeah, your body's telling you, look, something's not right, and you are experiencing some symptoms of something. Then, please, like I reinstated before. By all means, get checked out. Don't worry about the bills. Let them, who, who cares? Don't worry about the bill. Get checked out. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you do. We don't take enough responsibility for our health. Women. We should. Too many women are out here dying from a silent killer.
0: Oh, is there anything, any last thing you wanted to say? Um, I think you hit, like, all of our questions, but there's, like, any last words you wanted to put on to your message? Yeah,
1: right quick. All right, go ahead. And I just want to thank Chrissy for having me on her podcast. Um, I actually struggle with what you share concerning me, my testimony, but I, I just thank you once again for allowing me to share this because women of all ages need to hear, hear, hear this heart disease does not discriminate on your age.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for striking up the courage and being obedient and actually sharing your story. I know that it will be able to influence and change and hopefully save lives. And I'm, I'm just so appreciative that you're able to share and we were able to get this word out um from like everyday people like you and me you know so thank you so much now i want to hear you say so season two is all about your testimonies do you or someone you know have a powerful testimony if so i would love for you to connect with me and i'd love for to get you on the show and let's share the goodness of God together. Send me a message on Facebook or Instagram saying that you're interested in sharing your testimony. We'll get together and record, and you can be on the next episode of the show. That's a wrap for today's episode of Chris and Christ. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Let's keep in touch. Follow me on all social media platforms at Chris and Christ. Until next time, remember... You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of your testimony. Be blessed.